All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We are switching it up today. We are switching up today. We've had some pretty heavy conversations lately, and we are going to lighten things up. We are talking to one of my favorite moms from Instagram, Brett Havens. Now, you may know Britt for her amazing style, her gorgeous Instagram feed. She is a homeschooling mama of four who shares Instagram tips and affordable fashion. She's just an inspiration to watch. Honestly, I really just love, you know, following along her story online. She's just all about keeping it simple. She's got a minimalist style and she's all about her babes and just doing her thing. And I am here for it. So today we are just talking about life, life during COVID, Instagram as a business, the ups and downs of sharing your life online, the reality of sharing moments of motherhood as kids get older and why both of us have started taking less and less pictures of our kids on our feeds. We also talk about how to take great photos with your iPhone. If you look at Brett's feed, you would think it's professional photos, but it's not. She's just that good. And she also shares a few of her fashion tips too. So really light and easy. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you're not following her already, head on over and give Brett a follow at Brett Havens on Instagram. And hey guys, if you are looking for just some fashion inspiration, don't forget I have a section on my website with all of my faves. So if I find something that I love, like a good pair of pants or a tank top that I want to wear over and over again, I link it on that page, www.jamiescrimge.com forward slash shop. And I also have a board on Pinterest where I go to for inspiration, where whenever I am stuck. So Honestly, if I don't know what to wear, I always head to Pinterest. I'll either go to the board where I have saved a bunch of stuff that I, you know, really like the blogger style, or I'll just type in like jeans and a t-shirt if that's what I'm feeling that day. And then you get all these ideas for how other people have pulled those outfits together. So it's, uh, I love it. It's, it's been a, it's, it's helped me when I've been in a pinch for sure. And on that feed, you can also find blog posts and quotes that I love our house inspiration, just, you know, all things that you find on Pinterest. So head to Pinterest. It's forward slash scrimger Jamie because someone has Jamie scrimger. Yes, I had to switch it up for that feed. So check it out. Hope you like this episode. Um, yeah, let us know what you think on Instagram and we'll just get right to it. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong, I was madly in love, the kids were great, but as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard, but each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. All right, Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. You've been on our list to get on the show for a while now because I have been watching you on Instagram and you are... You're such a light. You are such a, um, you just have this vibe about you. And I'm just really excited to kind of dive into 
all things Brit Havens today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a nice you compliment. I feel the same about you. Thank you. Now, for those who aren't familiar, can you kind of give us a bit of your elevator pitch, like who you are, what you got going on? Sure. Yeah, I'm Brit. I am a mom to four. My youngest baby right now is seven months old. Then I have a three, a five, and an eight-year-old. Um, we live here in London, Ontario, and I work with in content creation on Instagram and I guess influencing on Instagram. And that's just kind of what I do for work. How long have you been doing that for? Um, like since 2013 on Instagram, but I didn't start pursuing it as a job until about 2015. A long time, weirdly. (laughs) I know. Do you ever feel like it's weird that we're grownups with kids and like, yeah, (laughs) all the time. I know that. I think that sounds so crazy, but I was actually going through my office the other last night and I found a rent receipt from when I lived with my sister, like back in the day. Um, it was like before Darren and I got together and it was like, our rent receipt was like 500 bucks. I was like, remember thinking that was like the most expensive ever. And we were like such adults for having rent. Isn't that funny? I made my daughter a doctor's appointment today and I was like, wait, I'm the adult. Like I'm, I'm the one who makes doctor's appointments for all of these kids like that. There's no, like, I kind of sometimes think that like, there's still someone else who's probably responsible for that. And I'm like, no, it's me. I have all these kids. We are all grown up. How old are you? I am 34. 34. Yeah. I'm 35. And you know what? I was actually just filling out the vaccination. What is it? Like the survey. Yeah. And I was going down and it was like, the different ages. And I was like 36. I was like closest to 40 or something. Uh. It's like, Oh, what's happening? Anyway, I just got off on a tangent. I just think that's so crazy. So you actually homeschool your kids too, right? I do. Yeah, I do. So COVID hasn't been such a change for you. I mean, in some ways, no, like definitely has not been, we haven't had to worry obviously about like finding childcare or that transition of our kids, you know, out of the actual, you know, school building, but we've definitely kind of felt it in the way of like, we usually have like a co-op, like a homeschool co-op where we see friends and we run like classes, like kind of like it's a school and sports and homeschooling is like the only way it works for me and my husband is like in community with other people. Mm -hmm. So we've sort of kind of, we've we've never considered school more than we have since it hasn't been available. We're kind of like, (laughs) like this isn't what we had in mind with homeschooling. Like just, we love like, you know, being in community with other people and homeschoolers or not, and just our kids having that like socialization. So it's been a change, but definitely not, has not rocked us as much as I've definitely like witnessed in friends and family who Mm -hmm. had to come right out of school, which that is pretty challenging when you still have to work and everything. But we do have a lot going on in our house these days. Yeah, you do have a lot going on. So four kids work from home, homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And you know what I really wanted to dive into today? So you have a very aspirational feed, like your feed is beautiful, very curated. What's it like behind the scenes? What yeah. is it? What's what's it like behind the highlight reel? Um, so behind the high, highlight reel, it's exactly what probably what everyone else listening to this is like. We are, you know, we have ups and downs and um, messes. And if I turned my camera around right now, you'd be able to see <laughs> the whole mess of our room. And 
um, our kids aren't always, you know, well-behaved or, you know, clean or anything like that. It's, it's exactly what you think. And it's, um, it's tough because Instagram, I, I always feel like kind of divided with the whole Instagram thing. Cause on one hand, you know, it's at this point, it's my, our family, even my husband, it's our job, like fully our job. And, you know, sometimes I view my feed and stuff as like a resume for, you know, brands. And that's me kind of the same way you'd put your best foot forward on a resume. I have to have this feed that speaks to brands and companies that are my, you know, income. And that's my audience that I'm trying to, you know, connect with. But then I also have this other audience of mothers that I also really want to connect with them and have them, you know, see the real behind the scenes, like mom life with me, which is why I'm thankful for Instagram stories and Instagram posts, because I can kind of divide it up that way. But I always try to kind of make sure there's like that, that balance, but it all, it's honestly always, it's a hard thing for me to even kind of figure out most days. Still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I struggle with that too. I'm glad that you said that because I know people, you know, if you put like that raw and real selfie up, those are always the ones that do so well. Like everyone loves to see that, but I also really like to have a somewhat curated feed too. And I like things to look (laughs) a certain way. And I get that struggle too, because it's like, you do want to put your best foot forward. It is your business. It is your brand, Mm -hmm. but it's like, how do you feel like you're being relatable? But yeah, putting that resume. Do you ever feel like you get in your head about Instagram ever? Like, I feel like I'm constantly thinking about Instagram. I would say out of all the things in my business, I think the most about Instagram and it's, it's crazy. Yes. I feel the exact same way, especially right now. Like, I don't know. Instagram has been, I think over the last, I mean, what are we 16 months now? Instagram has like become a tough place. Cause sometimes it's just not a nice place to, to spend your time and be like, it can be a really overwhelming place for me. And, but it, it's tough. That's where I work. You know what I mean? So you have to show up just like you do any, you know, work kind of place. Um, and I do love my community there, but yeah, I overthink and then Instagram, you get it kind of down and you get in a groove and then something on Instagram changes and then you're, you know, trying to find your groove again and then you get it back and then something else takes your attention. And even for me, like all these years in the habit of like Instagram, it's still not there for me. Like I still, I would think right now I haven't posted in five days and I'm just, it's just, you know, sometimes you just need to take a step away, but I, I overthink it a lot too. And then I go in seasons of being like, you know what? I don't care posting what I want to post, just live in my life. And then I Mm -hmm. kind of flip back. It's kind of, I think it's challenging for everybody. I think I even have friends who don't use it for a job and even they are like, "Uh, I'm off Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I like it. I don't like, it's a challenging place sometimes. For sure. And just that pressure to show up because I, Mm -hmm. and I've seen you talk about this in your stories too. Sometimes you just want to live your life and be present in your life without Mm -hmm. thinking about your next post or thinking, Oh, I should be sharing this on stories. I just, Mm -hmm. there's just that balance between living your life, sharing your life, curating your life, making the memories, sharing the memories, being there for the memories. It's like, I don't know. I just get super torn. And I'm glad you're saying this because it's just been such a a tug of war for me as well. You said you only post, you haven't posted for five days. So do you have any like, but I love that. I think that's really important (laughs) because you have all the Instagram experts and you have the people who are saying to build a business online, you need to be 
you know, sharing your whole day on stories. You need to be posting every single day. Like you need to be doing all these things. And obviously that's not true. Mm -mm. I mean, I think it's tough because if someone was to ask me, you know, how do I, you know, build my business or be successful on Instagram? Like I can't deny that consistency does play an important Mm -hmm. role in that, but kind of at what cost? And sometimes if consistency and your mental health can find like a happy place and with once a week, then that's your consistency and it will work out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I do believe like that that will work. And there's not like a, I see people posting things being like, you know, post three times a week or three reels a week, stories every day. And I'm just like that even to me, I'm just like, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't for me personally. And I'm content if that means things go slower for me or, you know, my business takes a little longer or whatever, like with my current stage and even the ages of my kids, I don't know if you found as you're, as they've gotten like older and stuff, it's just, it's harder to, like you said, be in the moment, but like, you don't just want to be documenting everything everybody does all the time either. And I've been kind of almost pivoting even away from, you know, sharing so much about my, especially older kids. They're just like, so they not interested in being in photos with me and stuff like that, which I respect, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it is tough to figure out sometimes, but for me, like I just have to balance how I'm feeling and sometimes I'm on fire and I just, I want to post and I'm feeling creative, just like in any like job in any creative position. Sometimes you're just feeling it and you're in the groove and you're creating and excited and wanting to talk a lot. And then sometimes I just go full introvert and I'm just like, no, I'm just gonna, it's gonna take, take a bit, you know? And do you give yourself permission to do that? Like, do you have some boundaries totally. in place? Yeah. So a consistent one for me is that I have, I don't think I've posted on a weekend in probably over a year and a half, two years, probably like, I just don't post on weekends and I don't really even go on Instagram on the weekends. Um, and then as far as boundaries, like with the kids, I have like a half a day that I work. And then the second half of the day, my husband and I switch off and on. I'm just like with the kids, no phone, no Instagram, nothing like that. Um, like occasionally if something's going on, you know, I could hop on, but for me, it's like a non-work, non-work time. So I try to keep it, especially with working from home. Like you really do have to have those firm boundaries. And since my husband and I work together, our entire day can become work if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, we yeah. try to keep things. <laughs> and I think that's something that people don't fully understand because there's like, oh, the freedom of you're like posting on Instagram, or you're creating content online or, or whatever, whatever the online business is you can work all day, all night. Oh, like if yeah. you really wanted to, and I, I could, I think I could be classified as a workaholic sometimes because I will just keep going and going and going unless I set those boundaries for myself. Cause it's never done. Right. Like mm-hmm. you can always respond to another message. You can always create another post or, or take it to the next level. And yeah, if you don't have those boundaries in place, then you're going to, yeah, you're going to work all day long and your poor kids are just going to be like mom's always working, you know, I <laughs> totally. get that sometimes. Once, yeah. And once it is done, what we'll find is even when we're caught up, we just talk now about new ideas and new things and what we're going to do next and what's next month. And it's like, even then sometimes we have to be like, no, let's keep this drive. Like if we're just on a drive or whatever, like, let's make it not a work talk. Let's just not, yeah. you know, plan right now. And yeah, but it's, we're excited about it too. And I like, we like, you know, this work and stuff. So, and I'm sure you do too. And that's why you're mm-hmm. just like excited and you want to work on it, but try mm-hmm. to find that, that balance. <laughs> so does your husband work with you? Like in your, like in your business? 
Yeah, big time. So he is super helpful with me. He takes care of a lot of like my invoicing and like back and forth with brands and stuff like that. Um, he does all the back end for like our website, builds the whole website, all the Shopify stuff for our shop. Like he is so, I would not not have any of that down without him. So I'm really, really grateful and he, we make a pretty good team. Yeah. You're the creative. You're yeah. Like, I, that that stuff just stresses me out. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's an accountant, like his degrees in accounting and he just really, really gets, you know, all that kind of stuff. He's such a good businessman and I'm just, yeah, I'm the creative side for sure. This episode is sponsored by Stepmom Magazine. Guys, Stepmom Magazine is probably one of the only Stepmom resources that I check out on a regular basis. It is an online magazine with articles from all the top step parenting experts on all things Stepmom life. If you've been through it, Stepmom Magazine has covered it. The articles inside Stepmom Magazine are written by a hand-selected team of experts. Contributors are licensed therapists and published authors and step family professionals who just get it. Stepma Magazine also has ebooks that you can download if you're struggling with a particular issue, such as disengaging or dealing with the ex or having an R's baby and more. It is a super cost-effective way to get support and most importantly, reassurance that you're not alone. It is such a great feeling when you get the monthly email letting you know that the monthly edition is ready. The articles are always so timely. To subscribe, head to www.stepmamagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 to save 20%. Again, that's www.stepmamagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 for 20% off. All right. If you follow along on Instagram, you know I love a good hoodie. I love a good plain shirt. I love a good plain sweater. I love a good neutral. I'm really about keeping it simple when it comes to my wardrobe. And I love to dress Reese the same. That's why I'm so pumped to partner with Austin Oaks. Guys, when I first had Reese, I struggled to find cute clothes for her because I felt like all of the girl clothes had unicorns and butterflies and sunshine and all those things on them, which is totally fine if that's your style. But again, I like to keep it simple. So when I stumbled upon Austin Oaks, I was sold. It's a unisex clothing line for everyone in your family. Austin Oaks items are designed and manufactured here in Canada, made from high quality ultra soft bamboo cotton that is eco-friendly, sustainably sourced, and so freaking soft. Seriously, plain, solid, high quality pieces for your whole crew. Personally, I am obsessed with their adult bamboo hoodie in ivory and the bamboo crew in gray. And I just ordered Reese the same. You should see the cute outfits that my sister Brett got my nephews. Guys, I can't tell you how obsessed I am with all of their pieces. Cool thing is Austin Oaks ships to both Canada and the U.S. I highly recommend checking them out. You can get all the information. Go shop at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash Austin Oaks and then use the code Jamie10 for 10% off your order. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a comfortable hoodie. It's going to be perfect for those cool summer nights. You're welcome. I'm starting to realize because I was doing everything myself and I recently hired my sister, Britt, uh, you yeah. know, her, um, yeah, I do. and she, well, actually not recently, it's been over a year, but so she's worked with me and she kind of handles like the back end, the business, like all the things that I was like, just 
letting go, right? You say mm-hmm. you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Oh, and yeah. then it's like, <laughs> no. So there's definitely things I think behind the scenes that people don't see. Now, when it comes to taking good photos, cause you have the best photos, your feed, you take most of your stuff on your iPhone. All of it. 100% of it. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. We have like maybe a couple that are taken by a friend on like a professional camera, but everything that's ours is just an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, th- I love that. And I would love to know if you have any tips for the moms or the stepmoms or even just the creatives listening to this. Like, do you have any tips for taking good photos? Because iPhone can be great, but you have to know what you're doing to take those great photos. Yeah. So yeah, a good iPhone helps. Like when we used to have older iPhones, it definitely did not come out the same. So a newer one, like with a couple different cameras on the back have been, that's been kind of a game changer for us. Another big thing is not even about the phone, but just like natural lighting, like just turning lights off in your house, getting in front of a good window. If you're outside waiting for like an overcast day, not direct sunlight, that's really important. Um, I use a tripod a lot of the time to take like photos of myself or just, and you just be willing to be awkward in public with a tripod. I think that's another big part of it that sometimes you just got to go for it. That's really good. And I think just good editing can kind of really save even like a not so good photo. I've had so many photos where I'm just like, there's no chance we can use this. Like, it's not great. And then you can edit it up and totally save it and, and use it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are kind of my, my top tips. Yeah. How many photos would you take to get the one that you post? It depends like a lot, but we almost always find that the photo, the one we use is within the first like five frames especially with mm-hmm. kids. Cause they're just so over it by the time you get to, you know, more. So we usually take a lot, but I always go back and I'm like, Oh, we had it on the second shot. So we probably didn't need to <laughs> do all of those. I'm Come always like roll. button happy, right? Like just take like a bunch of them while everyone's like moving around and doing things. And then something's in there somewhere. Yes. Have you seen when people do like like a live photo or like a video and then they just find a screenshot within that. Like I've seen that as a pretty cool hack to get like mm-hmm. the shot. And that has to be the 4k, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I haven't tried or something. Yeah. It, I think it does. Or else you'll get like a blurry screenshot. Also portrait mode. I've just recently started shooting with portrait mode on my phone and it's like looking so good. It's to me, it looks like a DSLR, like a good camera, but I've literally mm-hmm. just recently discovered this as an option. <laughs> Yeah. So tripod, good lighting and patience. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of pictures. (laughs) Yeah. And so you have presets for that you sell because you have a very specific style to your photos on your feed. I'm sure anyone who goes to your feed is like, oh my gosh, I love it. So tell us about your presets. Yeah. So I started making them a couple years ago. And when I discovered presets, my life was changed because I swear I used to spend so long, like 20 minutes with three different apps, editing and changing everything and layering stuff. And it took so long, like before I got to the posting stage. And then when I discovered presets, it took me two minutes to edit a photo. So I was like, okay, right away, this is like a time-saving, amazing discovery. Um, But then I wasn't, you know, I wanted to change up like the look of my feed and the preset I originally started off using just wasn't, you know, my style anymore. So I started kind of learning and playing with settings and getting the look I wanted. And then people would ask me, you know, how are you editing your photos? How are you editing your photos? So I was like, I might as well, you know, share this with everybody else. So we started to sell them just as digital downloads. And 
yeah, it's really fun. I love seeing other people use my presets. Once you purchase them, they're yours for life and they just work with a free Lightroom app. So there's no additional charges or any like monthly things or anything like that to keep up with. And like a lot of the time, it's just a one click and your photo is just brightened and sharpened and takes it from like an iPhone photo to a more professional looking photo, I think. Mm -hmm. And and they're beautiful. I love them. Um, What do people need to know about using presets though? Because I do feel like I've purchased presets from a couple different um, people in the past and you put them on your photo and you're like, that does not look like hers looks. Like, am I <laughs> missing something here? So what do people know need to know about purchasing or, or using presets? Totally. Okay, so definitely the first thing is the photo you're editing, like the original photo determines so much more of how it's going to turn out. So a lot of the times people will kind of message me like, oh, I can't quite get this photo to look good. And I'll say, okay, send it to me and like, let me try my hand at it. And it will be like a dark, you know, with lights on yellow kind of indoor photo. And I'm like, you won't be able to, you know, make that look like, for example, one of my like naturally lit outdoor photos, like it just, it will never just look the same. So Mm -hmm. the way you take your, your photo is a big part of it. And the second thing is that sometimes because lighting is different everywhere, skin tones are different everywhere. You will need to do a little bit of editing and tweaking to the preset. And that can t- take a little like playing around with. But if you purchase my presets, I'm always like available to help out. If you send me a photo, I will edit it for you and tell you the changes that I made and kind of show you how to make those tweaks. But it is pretty simple and usually it takes like a couple more seconds to just, you know, take your skin tone down or brighten it up a little bit. Or, you know, mm-hmm. if you really want like a color in your photo to pop, you can just bring out that one specific color. Yeah, it is pretty easy. I think at the beginning it gets overwhelming and you're like, I don't even know what is what, but you, you yeah. can play around and, and kind of save it from there. Yeah. Now I do want to switch gears from the presets. Yeah. You talk a lot about, you know, easy and affordable fashion for moms and, you know, different, just different kind of life hacks and stuff. I would love to know your, let's talk about your style because I know oh. there's so many moms who are struggling. They're like, okay. I don't know what to wear. I want to still feel cool and like I'm in style, but I'm like, what do moms wear now? Like what, where do I shop? Just feeling super overwhelmed Mm -hmm. in terms of like what to wear and not wanting to spend an arm and a leg to, you know, get the, get the stuff that makes them feel good. So where, where do you shop? Where, what's, what's the deal with you and your style? <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I feel like the way you just described that, it feels like me, like my husband will listen to this and be like, Brit, you say that every day. Like after I had Sunny, I was like, what's, what's cool. Like what fits me? What, especially with not being able to shop in stores right now, I was like, okay, I want to, you know, look my age, but I still want to look cool and I'm a different shape. Mm-hmm. So where do I go? So I started just getting really into like, just recently kind of really into more style. I started by just like saving, I have like a little album on Instagram where I just save other people's kind of looks just to, mm-hmm. that, that I like and then inspire me. Um, I, especially now that it's online shop predominantly at like Aerie, H&M, places like that when there's sales. And usually just try to like mimic a look I've seen um, on somebody else, usually more affordably, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm having fun with it. I'm trying to figure it out too. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, do you feel like I was saying to my husband, I'm trying to find stuff for summer. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are all the shirts either mm-hmm. cropped or up my butt? Like, why are we so, wearing like all of these, 
like body suits or crop tops. Does this mean I need to find a new store? Like, is this my note that like it's <laughs> or, or I know. What's happening? I feel the same way. Like the crop tops are a lot and yeah, the body suits and the butt. I, I am having the same, <laughs> the same issues. Like- <laughs> Aries is a pretty safe bet. Like for me right now, I mean, cause I'm, we're I'm kind of bridging the gap between like loungewear and like now I leave the house in the summer wear kind mm-hmm. of clothes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to sort of try to change with like the trends, but also not try to, you don't want to look like you're trying to look like you did in high school either. <laughs> I know. I know. So what are your must, like your must haves? So we're coming into summer. So what are your must haves for summer? Okay. I love bike shorts still. Like mm-hmm. I was into bike shorts when I was pregnant. Bike shorts are like summer leggings. Like it is, I mean, I don't, I saw someone the other day on their poll and it was like 50, 50 between people who liked them, people who didn't, but I'm a big fan. I love the like airy boyfriend t-shirts right now. I have those in like every color a good white button up, which I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. I love that for summer. Um, I found a really good pair of like long kind of mom jean shorts that I'm really mm-hmm. into from Abercrombie. And yeah, I try to keep things really simple and basic, basic colors, things you can like mix and match. Those are kind of my favorite pieces right now. I'm trying to look over to my closet. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm always, but I'm like, how many times can I wear the same thing without looking like I'm wearing the same thing? Right. Yes. You almost want to like yeah, be able to match all the pieces up. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. So when it comes to your feed, how how do you want people to feel when they stumble across your your feed or you know consume your content? Like what is your what's the vibe you're trying to give out to Instagram and to yeah, the internet, I guess. Yeah. So I would definitely want people to feel like comfortable and like I was a friend and like they could kind of get to know me. I try to keep my space, you know, happy and light, but also real. That being said, I like, I I'm pretty like, I have boundaries with protecting like my kids as far as I'm not going to, you know, talk about them. Like, um, if they're having a tantrum or whatever like that, I'm, I'm, I try to keep that kind of safe or, um, like medical stuff for them or just things we're going through. I definitely try not to, you know, put that on there just cause that's, they're not choosing that either, but it does all happen, but I definitely do want people to just feel like, you know, I'm a friend and I'm always considering like, how do I bring value to the followers I do have right now and the mm-hmm. people in this community right now. And sometimes I'll ask like, you know, what do you guys, you know, what do you guys feel when you're on my feed? And I'll kind of take that feedback or what do you like to see, you know, more of here? And I'll, I'll try to make sure I'm sharing more of that. Um, but yeah, I definitely want people to just feel, yeah, comfortable and uplifted or like, I'll try to show something that made me laugh that day just to give someone a laugh, especially right now when everyone's kind of mm-hmm. feeling tired and down and kind of exhausted with the way, you know, the past year has gone. I want my space on the internet to feel kind of light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I love what you're saying about not sharing the stuff about your kids people often will say to me, why aren't you sharing? Do you like Reese better than you like your stepkids or why aren't your stepkids in your feed or like all of these things? And I'm just like, it's not really that cool to be on your stepmom's stepmom Instagram. (laughs) 
you know, like they've never really <laughs> said anything, but I, I tread lightly and I just try to like pick up on their vibes and, and, and respect their privacy. And I always ask if I can post something because, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm sharing my story, not someone yeah. else's story. And I think we're that, that generation who we kind of like have grown up with like Insta, well, we didn't fully grow up with it, but like we've been on Instagram and a lot of Instagram moms and stuff, but like, at what point do we have to switch our, our vibe based on like what our kids want? Because they, we should be getting their consent, right? Like they're not choosing to be in this public eye. So I love Mm -hmm. that you're saying that and that you're just being open about that because they're not, we don't want to use them as like a business, no, like, you know, clickbait or whatever it is. Like, no, and that's what a lot of people expect, I think. I think so too. I think it, it was tough because when I started off, that is all it was documenting your life. And I was just having Dexter when I got on Instagram, I was pregnant with Dexter. And it was all about just sharing your kids and your family, like a, like a scrapbook, like just for your family to see. My family lives about six hours away. So it was sort of how I even shared that with them. And then when it came more, became more business, it was sort of hard to like, oh, you know, how do I this is more of a work thing now, but you guys have always been mm-hmm. included, but you're getting older and it's not just like the scrapbook of my life anymore. And I honestly don't want it to be that anymore either. So yeah, you're right. It, it is really interesting. And I've had that comments like that before too, about like my oldest, you know, not being, or if I post a picture of him, people say, Oh, I don't see him anymore. I don't see him anymore. And people are kind of, and I'm just like, yeah, it just, it's got, it's got a flex and flow with the way, you know, our family goes and if he pops up, he pops up, but it's not, I don't feel obligated to like keep everyone updated with, you know, what's going on with all of my kids. It's just, yeah. yeah. I love what you're saying. Like, I love that you're saying all of these things. Cause I do think it's a really important conversation, especially as people are becoming invested in following people online. Right. You know, you get mm-hmm. those messages. If you haven't been online for a few days, you're like, where were you? Like, is everything okay? It's like, yeah, I'm just over here taking the weekend off or like <laughs> yeah. living my life. And I think there becomes this like muddy water between like business and real life when mm-hmm. your business is your life, but it's mm-hmm. not your life. Yeah. A hundred percent feel you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. Where can everyone find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and it's at Brit Havens and my website is BritHavens.com. Yeah, it's kind of where you can come and find me, come hang out. Hopefully you feel encouraged by my space. Yes. Now everyone's going to be getting some biker shorts and taking better photos on Instagram. So we thank (laughs) you for that. The important things, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much, Britt. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.